We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. The Vale Podcast, driven by pioneer Ford Robinvale. It's worth the drive. The podcast is a little different again this week, with myself being in lockdown waiting on test results. Charlie's been in hospital for a procedure and the weather is making everyone feel just a little bit meh. So it's a good opportunity to have more important conversations. Last week we started with Mari, Ebony and Sherl about the Black Lives Matter movement, which rolled into many other important conversations, but we focused on what that means for local Aboriginal people. This week is the second part of that conversation where Mari really starts to open up about having her babies in the 60s, things her husband has seen as a cultural heritage management officer and the connection our First Nations people have with country and how that continues to flow through younger generations, even to Ebony's four-year-old son now. This is who we are and this mm. is our understanding of being black. This is how I was brought up black, mm. you know. Mm. Even though, like, how would you say it? Some people, like myself, I've had my family early. I married the father of my children. Mm. I've been through domestic violence and everything else. Discrimination, you know, when my son was born, my first child was born, I was approached. They must have rang the minister mm. in Hay, New South Wales. This minister came up the very next day to tell me that my son would be better off adopted out. <gasps> and just as he was talking to me, my mum walked in the room and heard him saying, consider, you know, um, he'd have a better chance of a, a good education if you dropped him out, well, my mum went off her head. Mm. I don't know why she didn't clobber him with her handbag. <laughs> but he, he bolted out of that room and never seen him again. Mm. Or she said, but no one's taken my grandson. Mm. You know, And I think in doing that too, it just showed me and my mum that this in 1968 these things were still going on. Mm. In Australia, and they mm-hmm. were taking babies from hospitals. They, yeah. Um, and then when I had my last child, well, I had no choice, and he was my last child because certain doctor here tied my tubes without permission. So I had no. She choice. told me a story the other day. Mm. Even today, I'm getting goosebumps. Mm. You know, and they said, "Oh, well, why didn't you sue that doctor?" I said, "Well, where would I have got with suing that?" prominent doctor in Robinvale mm. who had very low opinion anyway of all the, our mob here in, in Robinvale. Mm. And so I, we didn't know anything about suing people. Mm. Yeah. You know, we black people in Australia, we don't live in America. Mm. Where they sue anybody for anything. Yeah. You know? And it's like when I went to Hay to, and had my son up there, and they still call him Big Big Sookie Baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he um, when that minister came in and spoke to me like that, I was like in, in shock. Like, why would this man, who told this man I had a baby? Mm. 
how did he come to be here? Yeah, like why is why he Why is he here? here? Yeah. It was the hospital mm. that rang him. Mm. Wow. But they didn't count on my mum coming up that very next day either, mm. you know, and raced him out of the room. Mm. But how many young women would have had babies or older women, and I've heard stories from older women throughout New South Wales that they've, they've had babies. See, my husband was a cultural officer for the state land council. And one of his priorities was to bring remains home back to country and have meetings with the communities. And he had this meeting, I think it was in, uh, I'm not sure if it was Broken Hill or Menindee, where this lady, Indigenous lady, when he explained to them what he's seen in the bowels of the Adelaide Museum that and told the stories about how um, babies, he's seen these babies in to this day, it really upsets me to to think that these white people can do this. That they've had families in big jars, like mum, dad, and two kids, what? in a big jar down in the bowels of this museum in Adelaide. Babies in jars being preserved, and this woman. Because she was in New South Wales and a lot of stuff goes to South Australia. She just started bawling. Mm. She just started crying. One of those babies could have been mine, mm. you yeah. know, because she never got the opportunity to nurse her baby. They just told her that the baby was still born. And this was about the same time as my son was born in 68. And she said, I never got to nurse my baby. I didn't get to name him. I didn't even see him. So how to, you know, it could have been one, her baby. Mm, or yeah. they, they could have took that baby and adopted out. Yeah. Without her knowledge. Without her knowing. Because there wasn't no funeral. She didn't even get to bury her baby. Oh, my God. And these are the sort of things that our women had to deal with back in 68. Yeah. You know? These sort of things. There's stories out there like that and a lot of them. Yeah. You know, it's... And obviously that has an effect. And that has an effect on how we perceived and how and what we think of white people. Mm. Not all white people, but white people that work in those positions, you know. Mm. But I was in tears and all the other people were in the room in tears too. Darcy had to sort of like, oh, what did I do? Mm. Yeah, how do I... I let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Oh, but even... Oh, God, just hearing that, you just It's mortifying. Un- un- and a lot of people don't know that. And this mm. is how they treated our our babies and our families, you know, of our ancestors mm. yeah, in that sort of thing, you know. And I, even down here, I mean, people don't even know the burial sites around Robinvale. Mm. Yeah. No, a lot of people don't, which is why no. now, before anybody puts a shovel in the ground, there needs to be cultural heritage management plans done. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, I think, that are very old school or older of an older generation mm. get a bit frustrated with, well, why do I need permission? Why do I have to go through a plan mm. to be able to build? Well, because there are burial sites. You know, this is well, – we're on the river. There's significant country around here. We just need to know that where you're digging. Yeah, well, let's, let's just – like you just said, a lot of people need to know. Well, back in the day when we didn't have our cultural heritage um, committees set up and mm. our Aboriginal um, affairs set up, mm. Robinvale, most of the Robinvale houses have got 
our ancestral remains built into their mortar. Their bricks oh, really? And mortar. Yes, because a lot of that sand was taken out of our big burial that now is fenced off. Mm. But until it was common knowledge mm. and made like to Aboriginal affairs and that back in the day, mm. they stopped um, these builders and taking the sand taking from the there. sand from that sand pit down there. I was going to say that's what they call the sand pit, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Now and I think being who I am and, and my beliefs, Robinvale is in a very dark place mm. and I th- deeply feel that what's been happening in Robinvale is a part of why things aren't going so good mm. within... Um, so we're partly to blame for letting the white man do these things as well and not giving them that knowledge mm, yeah. of what's out there and how we feel about our ancestral remains, even mm. though they're not our tribal remains, but we still have that feeling there that we should have, we should be protecting them. Mm. Like custodians, this is what I say, custodians mm. of this place. Mm. Right? Mm. And I say there's a lot of houses and uh, probably that's why Shirley's feeling um, hearing noises and... <laughs> <laughs> and there, a lot of that goes on. Yeah, a lot of people saying, "Oh, I heard all this noise in my house last night." I've done, you know, this is why the old yep. spirits mm. are making themselves known mm. in mm. these houses. Mm. I think even out on the farms, mm-hmm. um, and I've had um, I've had Annabelle out to a couple of my houses mm-hmm. because weird things happen. Yep. Um, and my husband's an absolute skeptic, even though he says that he has seen his grandmother or his grandmother's form. He's an absolute skeptic. Doesn't believe in the afterlife. Is a hell bent mm. atheist and all that kind of thing. Um, I, I I'm an absolute believer in. In oh, um, yeah, yes. spirits yeah. and all yeah. that, and the afterlife and all that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I've had Annabelle come out to a number of my houses just to, first of all, educate me on the country mm, and yeah. what has gone on there so I can be respectful when I'm on it. Like, for example, when Peyton and I are out riding motorbikes now, yeah, I like to know where I am yeah. and any any of the yeah, sections yeah. of the farm that are fenced off, we don't go in there because they're, you know, native yeah. veg places. I don't know what's there, so mm. we just don't go you know, we'll ride between the trees yeah. of the yeah. crop and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, f- I subscribe to your theory that yeah. that there is some stuff there's going on. And Annabelle's, on yeah. In Robinvale, and I'll tell you what, mm. it's, it's not um, – if you say to myself, oh, you say to yourself, oh, it's not going to worry me. Mm. But in your subconscious, mm. you know it's there. That's mm. the worst – thing you can do is put it at the back of your head you're not dealing with it mm. it's going to get worse for you mm. yeah if you don't acknowledge it mm. that there could be somebody in your home mm. yeah that's making noise at night i hear it all the time up at my place oh i heard footsteps go through our place on the tiles last night i thought luke was awake but he was beside mm. me and the dogs were outside and i went mm. That's yeah, a little oh, disconcerting. Or self-sleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I just kind of went, hmm, that sounds like someone yeah, walking across right. the tiles in slippers. Mm, interesting. <laughs> you, you hear it all the time. You hear things in the kitchen pulling mm. the sink or someone walking down the hallway. Or, mm. And Maggie says, man, who was in your room last night? So, <laughs> no one in my room. She said, yes, there was. I seen someone standing near your door on oh. the inside of my room. The door was like 
opened it. Wow. Mm. I said, yes, there was then. I said, well, I didn't feel him. What <laughs> 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 was in my room. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's strange, isn't it? And there's been a couple of houses out at Boundary Bend um, mm. on a couple of farms out there. I know people have passed away out there mm. and would often hear footsteps. Yeah. Off, and I sound cr- – every time it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, you sound like a crazy person. I speak, but to, it's him. I speak to him yeah, all the time. Yeah. Go to bed now. Mm. I'm trying to sleep. Leave mm. me alone. Yeah. You know, I've got to get up early in the morning. Go to bed. Mm. Stop making big noise. And a <laughs> couple of nights I'll be quiet. Yeah. And they'll come back again. So as far as um, when you say Robinvale's in a dark place and, it, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of remains in the walls of houses and, mm. you know, the sand was taken from the wrong place and all that kind of stuff, what's the way forward in your opinion? How do we start to reconcile the past? Well, the best way is recognising and the respect Pay respect to our our elders. Mm. Um, come to some of our reconciliation meetings, um, you know, and learn a little bit about Robin Vale. Mm. What was here before white man came, mm. you know, and after, mm. because Robin Vale's situated in the horseshoe. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you see the um, Bumbang Island. Mm-hmm. You got the weir down here. And you got burial sites. You know, you got. The weir is the kitchen area mm. where they cooked all their meals, caught their fish, yabbies, yep. frays, all that, you know, all the remainder of the yep. Bumbang Island is the workshop area. Okay. That's where they made all their tools over there. Yeah, right. <coughs> I haven't got the forest either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they even built a Mai Mai over there and it was stood for years after. Okay. The floods finally, yeah, knocked it over. Washed it away. Yeah. Washed it away. Okay, <coughs> yeah, and like I said... And a lot of people wouldn't know that. I think the key, like the key Knowing. things are to yeah educate yourself mm. on the land that you're on exactly and respect the land that you're on, the traditional yeah. owners of that land, and yeah. also willingness to understand the trauma that you know the that history that comes yeah. through and the trauma that we've been through as mm. you know as people. Yeah. You know, and, and listen to the stories that they always got to, to tell. Yeah, from the um, mission day, day. Well, I wouldn't call it a yeah. mission; it was a settlement. And also, mm. don't bring judgment when you're, you know, if you're willing to learn, don't bring judge, judgment. Leave that at home. Leave it wherever yeah. you want. But you know, come with the willingness to learn. Right. And yeah, I think that's that's my point of view. Oh, that's exactly right, Ebony. Yeah. You have to be willing to learn and don't prejudge. Mm. Yeah. And don't argue every point that's put yes. across. Well, that's what's most stru- frustrating. If I'm telling you my, my point of view, that's my point of view. That's, you know, my background. That's what I believe. It's a fact. Person. It's a fact. Yeah. It's a true thing. Yeah. Mm. I mean. So don't question everything that comes out of my mouth. Like don't argue the point mm. as if it's incorrect. Mm. Um, the way some people come across is that, Everything I'm saying is wrong. I've got it twisted. Yeah. I've, you know, I'm mm. only 23 years old. What mm. do I know? Mm. When I've grown up listening to elders' stories, I've grown up in, you know, being around elders. my elders, being around my family and being told these stories and, you know, passed down that trauma to me. Exactly. That's you know, where they say, you know, 
our elders and our ancestors went through trauma right from dot one, mm. you know. Mm. And we've lived with that. We've heard the stories from our great-grandmothers and our grandparents and that, you know, yeah. and our mums and that, of what they went through. And, of course, that affects us as growing up. Mm. It made me more aware and... Aware of your surroundings, aware of who you befriend. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Okay. You know, and who you can talk to. I don't like talking to people who who don't want to, want to listen. They mm. just want to be smart asses mm. And I judge want, you right off judge the bat. judge you right off the bat. They've got to remember, our, our ancestors were here for how many years? 60,000 or something, wasn't it? Yes, yep. it's, it's mm. more than this... It's, they're finding out it's a lot more than mm. 60,000 years. Yeah. Mm. So we must know something. We must know something, you know, learnt from our elders. Mm. Yeah. You know, like I still do all my traditional medicines and stuff like that that I've learnt from my mum. Mm. And I've also incorporated into that the white man side, the early settlers, mm. what, what they did because they come out here with no doctors and no chemists and things too. They had to deal with what they had yeah. in their cupboards. Mm. And I do part of that and I do my own. Mm. And I combine them both together. Mm. But I won't teach anybody at this stage because, unless they're willing to learn and use it. Mm. Yeah. I've got young ones coming to me and asking for, for stuff all the time. Mm. But I won't show them how to do it because I know they're not going to continue with that mm. making of those products. Yeah. My granddaughter has got her little thing going, business going. It's mm. called Smoke and Ochre. Oh, and yeah. she's doing so well. Yeah, I'm, I follow that Facebook page. Yeah, that's yeah. My yeah. it's also on Instagram. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think and it might uh, be Instagram that I follow. Yeah. Oh, it could oh, be both, don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, that's my granddaughter. Yeah, right. And she learned from myself mm. and her mum. Yep. Um, and they have to learn too that it's a seasonal thing. It's, mm. not, it's not something that we can just pull out of thin air and, and do it up. You mm. have to yeah. wait for the seasons right. to do your... Yeah, plants mm. and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. like I said, I won't I don't see anybody ready to learn mm. yet. Mm. And I think that's where it has to start, the willingness to learn, mm. to be yeah. able to move forward, mm. you know, not only as a nation but as a community of yep. Robin Valley. Yeah. I mean I know? could be showing and I can be making big money doing workshops and things like that, but I don't. Mm. If they come to me and ask me something for something, mm. I will give it to them. Yep. Because I know the ones that do come and ask, they will use it. Mm. But as to just going out and doing workshops and showing them, mm. I mean, I'm, I can make good money, but what, I'm not teaching them anything. Yeah, and that's the bit that's important not, to you, you to I'm pass not, on your knowledge. Yeah. Mm. No, unless I wait for my other great-grandkids to grow up. <laughs> How many great-grandkids you got? I've got ten. Ten great-grandkids? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So before when you were talking about your son, and we're going to backtrack a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you are talking about your son and when he was born in Hay. Mm. Um, how, how is your son now? Well, he grew up to be a, a, a shearer. He was one of the last Indigenous shearers here in, in this area. Yep. Pettit, Rod Pettit. Yep. Yeah. Um, he worked over in Houston, um, down Bendigo Way, yep. around up Denelican Way. Yep. And yeah, yeah, now, but he's stuffed now because of all the shearing and that. Mm. All the manual labour. All the manual yeah. labour, hard yeah. labour. He did it for 22 years, shearing. Wow. Mm. Gee whizzer. Yeah. He followed his grandfather and his father. Yeah. In shearing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other boys didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the other two sons didn't want to do it. They're both um, 
really good artists. Um, Are they? Yeah, they do a lot of artwork, mm-hmm. um, especially the second oldest one. Um, then I've had the two girls. Sissy, she's a vice chair of the Cultural Heritage Committee of Victoria. Yeah, right. In Melbourne. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> got to get it out of her. She's probably no. not allowed to. No, she's not allowed to say too much. But yeah. she, she can't um, advise in that on things from this area. Yep. She leaves that to the other committee people. Yeah. Yeah. She can't get involved. Mm-hmm. of interest, they mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And my other daughter, she's a good artist too. She does a lot of, uh, she used to do a lot of um, women's business paintings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And things like that. But yeah, right. She hasn't been able to do it. Um, like, um, how would I put it without being. A lot of women in her position um, are on drugs. Mm. Um, they haven't got the go in them anymore to do anything. Like, there's no, that opportunity's not there anymore to motivate them. Mm. I mean, she comes home to me and I fix her up and mm. do this and do that with her and away she goes again for yep. another couple of months and then she'll come back, Mum, can I get some of that stuff off you? Can you make me up some of this? And, yeah. And then she's gone again, mm. you know. Mm. So we still have a, a relationship there but it's not as tight as it used to be. When she was growing up, she was a very smart woman. I mean, mm. she's got five children mm. but... Straight out person, you know. Yeah. Mm. And really good artist. Mm. And then I can remember this day very clearly where we was outside and she's walking on this like a sleeper, like a path thing there. Mm. Yeah. And we lived in Kennedy Street where Harry is. We were, we were in there. Yeah. And she put her arms around me like this and she's walking on the board. She said, Mum, I'm going to be like you when I grow up. Aww. And I reminded her about that. I said, what happened to being like me, Rhonda? What, what happened? Oh, I don't know, Mum. Mm. She said, by the time I'm your age, I'll probably be dead, she reckoned. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I said, what are you going to do when you're my age, Rhonda? Because I growl her all the time. What are, mm. what are you going to do, Rhonda, when you're my age? Oh, Mum, I'm not going to be around when I'm your age. You know? mm. <laughs> it's like... I remind them of all the little things that they used to do when they were growing up, but mm. how clever they were and how smart they were, you know. Mm. Yeah. But then, like, society changes all our young people. It's mm. how what's out there. You can only rear them to a certain thing. Mm. To a certain extent. Yeah, that's right. When they, I mean, they'll grow up. And it's very rare these days for... Aboriginal kids to grow up with a mum and dad. Mm. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's, it's it's rare for a lot of families yeah. to grow and up in a. This is what I say to them. You grew up with a, a, a mum that didn't gamble, drink, smoke. Mm. And it's like, what happened? Mm. Yeah. So do, it, sometimes I think it's those with a creative mind. Um, creative minds can be really noisy and messy, mm. um, which kind of stifles your brain in a lot of ways. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. you, And you, you see it all the time um, with artists in particular who have a lot going on inside their brain and mm. it is messy and it's noisy all the time and yeah. it's hard to make um, hard to make heads or tails mm. of, of anything really when you've got so much noise going on yeah. inside your head. Yeah. So um, I always threaten to take them down the river, her and her, whoever, mm. 
around town. Mm. I said to Daryl, can you make me a steel cage? I said, what do you want a steel cage for? I said, I want to take some of these people down the river and I'm going to lock them down there in this cage. And do a smoking and ceremony. And do a smoking ceremony and I'm just going to give them bread and water. Mm. Dry them out. <laughs> I said, Auntie, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, yeah. Probably wouldn't be a bad oh. idea though. I love a smoking ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do it all the time. I think mm. I need one for my son. He's mm. getting a bit restless. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's always been able to um, sense spirits and talk to spirits, but mm. as of late, he's very anxious. Yep. Um, and so I think there's just an influx of you know all these voices talking mm. to him, mm. and he just can't make heads or tails. Like he's just not. He's hearing sure. it, but he can't put it yeah. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, um, he'll he talk in his sleep and, you know, full-blown sentences. Yeah. And he'll even wake up crying and say, you know, Nan told me, you know, the old people need help. And, oh. yeah, like it's just he will tell me these things. Like so my son is four years old. Mm. He's never seen – a picture of my grandmother on my mum's side, uh, Iris Clayton. He's never mm. seen a picture of her. I don't even think I have one in my house. Like I don't have many photos of her and neither does my mum. Mm. Um, so he woke up one morning and he said, Mum, where's Nan? And I said, Nan's at her house. What are you talking about? And he said, no, not not Nan Sharon. I said, Nanaguana. And he said, no, not Nanaguana. And when I refer to Nanaguana, it's my dad's mother. Mm. And I said, who are you talking about? And he said, oh, the lady with the big white hair, mum. And I said, oh, where was she? And he's in my room, in my bed. She was sitting there talking to me. And I said, oh, okay, what did you just talk about? And he said, oh, just about, you know, the old people and how they used to eat and hunt for their food. And um, I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, sort of sat there and let him talk about it. He's saying, you know, um, how it was really hard back then for her, um, you know, she she struggled a lot and, you know, he or not in them words, but to reframe it, he was just saying, you know, they struggled a lot, they had to hunt for their – their ancestors had to hunt for their food and, you know, people were mean to them all the time and attacked them and they just weren't nice, mm-hmm. weren't nice people mm. to our families. And so, mm. you know, as the conversation went on, I sort of asked him, what does she look like? And, you know, he's like, she had really, really big lips. And, you know, if I showed you a picture today of my grandmother, you know, just the big lips and the hair alone, it's her straight off the bat. She had the big lips, she had the white hair, Mm. and she was, you know, a bigger person. Mm. And the way he explained her, when he was talking about her, I had goosebumps from head to toe. Oh, goosebumps Mm. now. Yeah. Mm. As four-year-old. Yeah, four years old. Mm. And so it's like I I don't want to – I just want to cleanse whatever's in his head. Mm. I don't want to get rid of that connection Yeah, because no. I didn't have a connection. Well, you don't do it in your home. Yeah. I want to take him down the bush and have a smoking ceremony. Mm. But the thing with that is my son's also extremely asthmatic. Asthmatic. Mm. Mm. So it's like I don't want to trigger that, but I also don't want him to have all these feelings in his head, mm. all these emotions going on, all these thoughts, mm. you know, from – you know, our ancestors or whoever it may be, mm. you know, he's just too anxious and he's never been like this. 
So, yeah, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of that. And I think, you know, obviously at a kid that age is still trying to figure out his feelings and whatnot mm. about the whole situation. Mm. And, you know, he's very uh, germaphobic as well with the is whole he? COVID-19 thing. I was going to say, do you he's reckon... Stressing. Yeah, the mm. kids are really now are really starting to... Like even Peyton, who's five, mm-hmm. said to me last night, we were just watching TV, Mum, is this virus ever going to be over? I'm like, they take on more than... We, we think they do. Oh, they're yeah. thinking all the time. That's, that's yeah, the they, problem. They're, you know, their little minds are ticking over. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's constantly asking. We went for a holiday to Queensland. He's constantly asking to go back to Queensland. Mm. I don't know how to break it to him. Sorry, buddy, but we might be blocked uh, out of the rest of Australia for the next two years. Yeah. <laughs> so how would you feel about a Robin Vale Aboriginal community podcast? I reckon it'd be a great idea. Yeah, I think we've so got too. the studio here. We've got the gear with um, the Black Lives Matter. If you're not educated on it, mm. Google can be your best friend. Just look mm. up all the information before you speak on it. If you're not educated, mm. because mm. it can do you a world of good, and it can probably stop you from getting abused. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also if you don't, if you're not educated on it, yeah. don't speak about it. Yeah, exactly. Simple. Bef- like you know. You hear time and time again, all people matter. Yes, that's what we're fighting for, for all people to be equal. Mm. And so if you're not educated or you don't know what you're talking about, Google it. Mm. Or Google the history. Yeah, Mm. or just keep your mouth shut. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but educated opinions are much more valuable. Yeah, You can have an opinion, Mm. but you have to be very careful how you, um, how would I say, Talk about your opinion. Mm. You got to remember who you're around and who you're working for. You've also got to be respectful. Got to be respectful mm. of your workmates. You know, and just in general, like in community, don't go in there and Mm. blab your mouth. Yeah, but I think it's. I think just in general, if you're having a discussion with someone or expressing your opinion, do it respectfully. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. When you Mm. when you got no idea of what. Anybody's been through. Mm. We've all been through something, Cheryl. Yeah. You know? Mm. I think everyone has trauma. We need and to respect each other's trauma. We've been subject to racism mm. where these people have not had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. They had a protective life. Yeah. We're saying all lives matter. Of course, all lives matter. And that's what this fight is for. Yeah. Mm. I mean, otherwise, you wouldn't have all those other Indigenous people going to the march and supporting. Black Lives Matter. Mm. And can I just say also, the rumours of the COVID-19 outbreaks are due to, apparently due to the march in Melbourne. Mm. Nothing has even been proven. No. There's, no. It's just all rumours. There was no. four cases that I've proved to come out of that march. Mm-hmm. So More cases that, have come out of abattoirs. Yeah. Mm. The fact, like, you can go to a shopping mall mm. and there's the same amount of people there. There's mm. the same amount of people doing, back. This, yeah, <laughs> doing the same thing. Um, welcome back, Cheryl. You know, you know why that is, Ebony? Why is that? It's because as a politician and it's politician, it's, um, what's the name year this year? Election year. Yes. And that's what they're doing. They're um, focusing on their power at B. And mm-hmm. we're down the bottom of the list. Yes. So while they're rubbishing us, they're lifting themselves up. And that's mm. what it is. It's about yeah. election year. And yeah. I, um, I don't see them getting the wage cut. <laughs> you know, they're not – they're still getting their big bucks every week, month or whatever. They're not handing a bit of that out to us poor people. Mm. Oh, yeah. They're not going to go 
break. Mm. Yeah. You know, all the businesses and that are going down. Mm. Yeah. But they're going high. They're mm. flying high, them politicians. Mm. Footy players did the same thing. They didn't take a pay cut. No. 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 But yeah. Anyway. So I just think in the meantime, if you're not educated, edu- educate yourself. Mm. You know. No, what, exactly. My, yeah. my point, if I don't know, then I've got relationships. Build relationships yeah. locally and have someone that you can go to to yeah. ask these uh, questions. Have that conversation yeah. instead of making initial judgment. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes they're hard conversations to have, but they're important conversations to have. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Can, can anybody ring up and... And speak to us while we're doing a podcast. Yeah, we can. Yeah, no, Maybe no we problem. Make that. They can. We can connect your phone to the um, connect your phone to the desk, and anybody can ring. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Yeah, we can do whatever you need us to do. So people like next time we do the podcast. Nah, already planned. <laughs> next time we can make them aware. Like we're going to do another one. Yep. This is the number to call if you have yeah. any questions. Or just get people to beforehand have a list of people or yeah. a list of questions ready yeah, to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, really. Easy. Okay. Mm. Well, this up. is exciting. Yeah. It is. It's isn't gonna, it? It's going to be really good. Yeah. It's, it's the start of something that needs needed to happen for a very long time. I think yeah. so. And thanks for the opportunity. That's well, okay. It's given us a voice now mm. where we can voice our opinion without yep. being shut down by mm. directors or CEO or... Or just people in general. People mm. in general. That mm. want to put a negative spin on it. Mm. You know? See, we're not all about power. Mm. We just want equality. Equality yeah. and the truth to be put out there. Yeah. Just let me say thank you for coming. And we look forward to your next instalment. Thank you. Very interesting. <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening to the Vale Podcast, driven by Pioneer Ford Robin Vale. It's worth the drive. Remember to support our sponsors and shop local. Subscribe at thevalepodcast.com.au.